0: There you go. So the
1: question is, is that what it really is? So I'm asking my department, because he's been there for him. I'm like, Scudder, who had that class before the person, before the person, before the person? person? Because I know who had it last, and they didn't have keys to the cabinets. I know the person before them also didn't have keys to the cabinets. So these cabinets have been locked and closed up for a good seven years. Who was it? He's like, oh, it might have been so-and-so. And, yeah, you know, that actually might be real, because they're the ones who taught some kid how to make counterfeit money, and that kid got arrested.
0: Alright And I'm like ah The answer to your question is public education And this is what we have to say about that Yeah <laughs> the commentary and this podcast ah, Oh we're getting started We are We're getting started Hi everybody episode. We're getting started I'm talking the over the disclaimer episode, So you can't hear what it's saying the I may have to do the disclaimer all over do again now too, Because people are going to get upset or with us a Oh church, If you get upset with us
1: organization or third party Then I would or say You're not already a fan
0: there he goes. There's, oh, yeah. there's there the head. Go. See, yours is bobbing a little bit too. No, You're, it did. No, you, it did. Yeah. I'm purposefully not bobbing your my head. Bow tie started I re- wiggling. I'm refusing that bow tie to move I was nope. a wiggling. Not moving. Yep. You're trying not to. Nope. I'm making sure I don't move. Yep. You just nope. moved your throat. Your not throat at all. Just nope. moved.
1: Nope. Throat nope.
0: moved. Throat moved.
1: Let the record show John dances the theme song, but I never do.
0: I dance the theme song because he is too white. Really? Yep, going there. Really? Yep, you're too white to move. Just because I wear bow ties? No, because you don't dance. Has nothing to do with bow ties.
1: I, I can dance. Hey, everybody. I welcome to, to a podcast
0: about God and other stuff. <laughs> we are so happy to be bringing you. And if you are enjoying the smooth, sultry jazz coming behind our voices right yeah. now, we want to say thank you. Thank you very much. And we are coming to you right from the Hopkinsville Brewing Co. Yeah, Brewing
1: we company. should probably have figured out the name of the guy playing, huh?
0: We probably have been a smart thing.
1: We should I me, yeah.
0: Hey, if you want to know the name of the guy playing behind <laughs> us, because we are so unprofessional, uh, you, I mean, you guys have listened to us enough. Well, you know we are not professional. I'm just going to find whatsoever.
1: on my phone while we're doing this. Yeah,
0: you're going to Google it? You're going to Google him. I'm going
1: to go to the Facebook page for the brewery and see who was playing tonight. Okay.
0: I thought he was holding the guitar. He's playing a saxophone. Right? I know the guy. I thought I saw. Whatever. Whatever. All right. So thank you guys for being here. And like I said, we are coming from the Hopkinsville Brewery. Because we are excited to be out in public, and we're going to be doing this every once in a while. You're going to actually hear people talking behind us right now. You're gonna Harold Dawson. Things. Harold Dawson. Harold Dawson, you are the next contestant on The Price is Right, and we want to thank you for your smooth jazz sound, because it's been very relaxing. Yes, yes, yes. Very relaxing. So, John. S- Kamar. What's our topic tonight? Our topic is alcohol in churches. Because, you know, we're coming from a brewery, so we had Mm -hmm. to talk about the elephant in the room. We had to literally go, all right, what are we talking about today?
1: Wait, wait. Actually, first, let me just...
0: There is no elephant in the
1: room. Because we are talking about alcohol. Yes. And that is usually connected with people who are suffering from alcohol withdrawal. Mm -hmm. There's not actually an elephant that we see in the room right now. That is true. The same.
0: Okay. Um, And so, yeah, we are talking about that. And we're also having a couple of flights ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as we do this, because both of us like beer. Yes. Uh, we are, I would not consider either of us an alcoholic in any way. Nope. Um, I don't think it's an addiction of either one of us. Nope. At least at this moment, it's not. Um, um, it's never been in my past. I mean, mine neither. We no. haven't talked about your past. So, uh, But right now, let's just talk about it, because we are in the South. Yeah, so, John,
1: you're more of a Southerner than me. I don't think so. You've lived here longer.
0: That doesn't count.
1: You're more of a Southerner than
0: me. You're from Southern California.
1: You've lived in the South, not a South, but I also live in
0: the North and the Europe.
1: Okay, but you still have lived in the South longer than me. You're more of a Southerner than me. Okay. Explain it to me, please. Why in the South do people think that the church and alcohol must be enemies?
0: Um, I honestly think it boils down directly for me as the Baptist upbringing of the trying to be the perfect Christian appearance okay. Um, in that sense. I think so much of it is all about what we're doing, who we're do- or what we're talking to what we're doing and aspects of and we want to make sure that we always have the uh, okay, Colonel Sanders. Colonel right? Sanders. Colonel Sanders he says the guy ratchet. who's a
1: Kentucky colonel
0: I am a Kentucky colonel. Thank I know. You for, thank you for acknowledging me.
1: John's a Kentucky colonel. That's a real thing and he is one.
0: I am one. Yes um, and very close to my name is actually Norman Rockwell so there you go. Okay. We were were both ours. But yeah, so Colonel Sanders, right? (laughs) Colonel Sanders made fried chicken. Mm -hmm. Have you ever made fried chicken? Yes. Okay. Were you super clean by the end of making fried chicken? Like, did you have, was, did you, like, have to wash your hands? Did you have to do anything? Like, making fried chicken is kind of dirty because the batter and the frying and the oil splatter and all that kind of stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I think I dried off my hands at least a couple of times. Okay,
0: right? Yeah. So Colonel Sanders was always in a crisp, pristine white suit. Never dirty. Always clean always clean and that's what it is in the south for churches we have to have the presence of always being 100% clean I was
1: wondering where you're going because I'm like, I'm like so the south is Colonel Sanders I'm not, I'm not following no, you no no
0: so the, we as churches always have to be 100% clean in everything we do we cannot be a uh, we cannot be a uh, the appearance of doing something wrong okay and even as pastors like as pastors like beer or not they can't have the appearance of, of, of alcohol because people are going to think you're an alcoholic.
1: So you just reminded me of a show, Um, I used to watch it when I was younger. My mom actually got us uh, watching it when I was younger. Who's in the audience. Um, Yeah, she is. And so this show is an old British show and it's called Keeping Up Appearances. Okay. Um, And the main character uh, is this housewife woman, she's older, and she is obsessed with appearing to be some, you know, really high class woman of society in wherever it is she lives in, in, in the United Kingdom. And so much so, like, and you're gonna think this is hilarious because of my last name. You'll be like, oh, this is you, Kamar. No, this is not me. I'm saying that right now, but John's gonna say it. I'm predicting this. Okay. So her last name is spelled like the word bucket, but she always insists that it's pronounced bouquet. I see you thinking it. I know. No, no. And so the whole show like, it's all about her keeping up these appearances and going all these, these hoops that she jumps through to try and impress her neighbors, to impress these people who she thinks are worth impressing. And her husband's just always sitting there, just fed up with his wife, trying to live his life as a normal human being. But she has to keep up appearances as Mr. and Mrs. Bouquet.
0: Yeah. And, and what about. she
1: always would say, she was always just like, just so like, full of like, it's
0: Bouquet. and It's like, seriously?
1: Okay, I wasn't Seriously? thinking
0: about that till you said it that way because uh, you have said you have told me it's roche.
1: <laughs> I knew it was coming. I I, I have predicted it the future. I have predicted the future. You are a prophet. So but uh, what you're telling me is essentially that is what the church has with alcohol. Yeah. Is exactly. That, is that it's not concerned with reality. It's not concerned with what's actually going on concerned with keeping up here now i'm going to do something that uh we've had some fans who say that we don't do enough of like presenting the other side and i will grant you that okay we both are not teetotalers here i will also say i invited some but they didn't want to come to the brewery, brewery with us tonight um in my defense um i don't have any idea why they would not want to come to a brewery Jeez, none whatsoever
0: i think i just said why
1: oh yeah you got a point
0: but <laughs> to
1: defend their point a little bit okay most of the teetotalers that i know personally it's not about keeping up appearances, at least what they say. Um, and even what I know of them, I would say that that's truly, that, that they are genuinely, for them, it's not about what people think of me. Um, most of them, it's about maintaining a certain level um, of, not, not dignity. Um, come on, John, what's the, what's the word? Appearance? No, it's not appearance. <laughs> it's, it's a certain, they want to make sure that they never dip below a certain caliber of ministry. Okay. And so they put safeguards around themselves and their ministry. Sure, um, kind of like what you hear, you know, like the whole Billy Graham model of, "Hey, yeah. if we're going to go out, if we're, if we're traveling out of town, I never have a hotel room alone." Yeah, um, and this like like it, they they take that approach to alcohol consumption. Um, and and so I did, I did. You know, I told you I was looking up some verses.
0: I don't think I like stout beer. I'm not a big fan of that one. Oh, I, I love stout. I'm, I'm sorry. Stouts
1: and porters. I like the darker ones. Yeah, and not because I'm a bouquet, but I do tend to like the the, the British. Beers, more. Um, so here's, a, here's, here's one. Um, here, here's an example of, of a verse that I would say defends their point of view. Um, it's uh, Proverbs 23, 29 through 35. It says, who has woe, who has sorrow, who has strife, who has complaining, who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eyes. Those who tarry long over wine, those who go to try mixed wine. Do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart utter perverse things. You'll be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on the top of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. And so, and so they, they see verses like that, like, like, see, Proverbs, it's saying, you know, when I want to think of this person who is miserable and unhappy, it's, it's the person who drinks alcohol. It's that drunkard who, who is being overcome by this strong thing, and they can't even control themselves anymore. Um, and so I, I wanted to give them that, that voice. Okay, they, they, they point to Scripture. And what do you, what do you say to, to, to that, John?
0: I would have to say that that is a complete... Um, Possibility, mm-hmm. because what that is really talking about to me, and that versus talking about alcoholism, okay, of getting stuck. Like I have some very dear pastor friends of mine who have struggled with alcoholism, and they don't touch this stuff, okay, because they realize that if they touch it, then they could fall back into where they were. I yeah. get that, hundred yeah. um, percent. That is wisdom to me. Okay, but um, when a pastor, um, in that sense, for me, like what he's saying is that is alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But then the issue is, is that is taking. That is that is taking the, the scripture verses being okay. So this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen. So if we do this, we this happens to us. Right. And I think that's one of the the, the broken bridges between the whole s- the topic is okay. because it's like I remember going to youth events and things like that, and like if you have a beer. You're going to be an alcoholic when you get older. They actually said that? Yes.
1: I've never been to such youth events. I'm glad I didn't go to those.
0: It's because you were from California. Hey, you know, there are teetotalers in California, too. Okay, how many? I don't know. Okay, compared to Kentucky.
1: I mean, there were a few... Actually, there were quite a few in the church I grew up in. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. The church... Maintain the appearance of being a church of teetotalers. All right. But quite often at different events, it was not a teetotaler event. Take, for example, like our our wedding. We invited a lot of people from the church I grew up in, came to the wedding, and there was alcohol at the wedding. um, And I don't think anybody sat there and said, I'm not having wine tonight because I'm a deacon at the church. Um, And so, But I was raised in a situation where they were constantly trying to convince children that alcohol is bad, but I never recall them sitting there and saying, you drink a beer and you're an alcoholic. I don't call them saying that.
0: No yeah, this is pretty much it's like like it's pretty much what is said a lot of times here. Okay, and, and I' I'm not, I'm not that's a lie What's a it is? I'm like, not saying you're a lie. I'm saying that no, statement's a lie. Okay, let's, let's I can't ask them that because're not paying attention to me at all. It's OK. I would so love to say, let's panel the room right now. panel the room. Hey, uh, oh, they started paying attention. Hey, they are paying attention. So question for you guys over here in the corner. Have you ever gotten the appearance or heard someone say, if you drink alcohol from a church setting, if you drink alcohol, alcohol you become an alcoholic? Yes. There you go. I'm just saying. Like, I know. I'm I know. not saying lo- that people don't say it, but I'm just like. I, that's, lo- I that's love the a face. Lie. I love the face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, love, I love how
1: she bobbed her head when she said it. She bobbed her head, <laughs> yes. I, she, she, she gets that from you, John.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry my kids aren't white enough for you Kamar You know what can I say (laughs) But yeah so that's the That's the whole thing like If you do drugs you're a druggie If -hmm. you do if you drink alcohol You're an alcoholic if you're a smoke You're a chronic smoker if if you're a smoke If you smoke if you're a smoke (laughs) If you're a smoke you Don't play enough Mortal Kombat right (laughs) But no, so that's the thing. But like, so much of this stuff is that it's just ingrained in people like, you can't do this because it's too bad. Hmm. And that's the, that's a big problem because, all right, so this is how I like to see the church. And this is what I love about the New Testament.
1: Okay.
0: Let's look at the disciples. None of them were perfect. Right. Right. Like even walking with Jesus, they were corrected by Jesus many times. Jesus was perfect. Yes. They never once had the appearance of being perfect. And when they tried to be perfect or had the appearance of being perfect or doing something a certain way, Jesus said, I don't even know what you're trying to do. Right? Yeah. So that's, but that's what is happening in today's church in most of America that I've experienced is, uh, especially in the South is like, we want to have the appearance of being holy and being mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. And the problem with that is, is when you have that appearance so much, especially from the stage people can't relate to you when they have a problem
1: yeah it's okay um actually so that was reminding a little bit of of one of the owners uh here was it uh kate uh i think it was kate yeah kate um was talking about that about how she was so happy to have us here i hope Um, it was
0: kate because if not we are horrible with names uh, yeah i'm gonna look on my phone okay
1: and look up her name as I talk about her.
0: I'm going to have another one of her amazing beers. But,
1: um, so she was saying that about, as we were getting set up and just talking about how happy she was to have us here Yeah. and we were saying how, you know, like it sounded like a crazy idea and she's like, no, like I also thought it was sound like a crazy idea because so often people like you don't, you know, come and interact with people like us, but we want that too. It, she said, she said, literally she said, it humanizes you. Sure. And it was like, yeah, it's cake. And she was like, yes,
0: "We got it right." Yes,
1: we did. Between the two of us, we got a name right. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> you're awesome. But but but, you're- but but Kate said that she said she said it humanizes you guys. And and I'm sitting there, I'm like, like, how sad is that that we live in a world where it seems strange for pastors to be humanized? I know. Um, but okay, so I know we started to talk about alcohol, and I promise we'll get back there. Okay, maybe.
0: Well, I think this is a whole. I think it's a much larger topic than just alcohol. Because church.
1: I was thinking about that, and I and I was thinking about some of these books I've been reading and listening to. Um, and how it is the church approaches things like, like sex outside of marriage. Okay. How it is the, the church approaches things like, you know, education and, and jobs um, and following your calling in life. There's so many things um, where in the church, essentially, we build up this, this image, like you said, where it's like, this is what it means to be a Christian. This is what it means to be a Christian teenager. This is what it means to be a Christian parent. And if your family does not conform to this image then therefore you must not be Christian. And, yes. and I, was, so I, was, I was meeting with this group of pastors this morning, and I do that on, on Friday mornings, and, and I was telling them how we, we have this book that we're re- working through and reading, and, and I told him I took issue with some of the things the book was saying because I, I, I didn't disagree with what he was describing as normal Christianity for my life. But I said the problem I see is that that's not everybody. No. I believe it takes all kinds, and I don't think that you should have a walk like that necessarily. If, if, you, if your walk doesn't look like that, I don't think it's right to say that means you're not a good Christian. Um, and, and, and I think the thing that the church in America, in the West especially, has lost, has, it's lost the joy of diversity. Sure. Um, and, it's, and it's not just an ethnic thing. Like, yes, I know that we talk about that, oh, you know, black, white, divide, But it's not just an ethnic diversity thing. Um, we've lost the joy of the diversity of theological interpretation. that says that, you know what, I don't have to agree with you about the Pope for us to call ourselves fellow Christians, yeah, my Catholic friends. Yeah. I don't have to agree about, you know, what the scripture says again about drinking alcohol for us to say that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't have to agree with what the Bible says about women in ministry for us to be one family. Yeah, I get it. And, and we're lacking in this diversity. And alcohol is just one example of that.
0: No, I think that's the greater example of what the problem is. And I think it's a systemic problem. I think it's, I think systemic is the right word. I'm making it sound like it's the right word. Systemic, yes. Yeah, I think that's I'll right allow word. it. I, I'm pretty sure that's... Uh, it's been a long week, man, but, um,
1: (laughs) just so you know, um, so, so John's an educator now. I am. I'm Um, educating. And this was our first full week of school. Yeah. Um, so if he, if you hear like a loud thump, um, he might pass out in the process of recording, but he'll, he'll get back up.
0: No, I'm, I'm loving it so far, but that's all, that's all (laughs) different. We'll have a different story later. But, um, no, that's the thing though, is one of the things that we have been told over and over and over again about this podcast is. You guys are making hard topics accessible. Mm -hmm. You guys are talking about hard things no one wants to talk about. And the problem is, is the church in the New Testament, the New Testament church, the church Jesus died for then, talked about hard things. Yeah. They did not skate around the hard things. And I think too often as we don't talk about the hard things right now. We sugarcoat it or we have humor or we do these different things and we have humor in what we do yeah but we're not we don't sugarcoat the hard topics yeah um and i think that's one of those things that that people are needing yeah and i think that's one of those things those churches that refuse to sugarcoat those hard topics like right mm-hmm. now racism um sexism mm-hmm. uh, identity of sex yeah. in the united states are huge topics and the yeah. churches that are not skating around those topics but coming out them through love, through Jesus, are growing. And the ones that are coming about each one of those topics through hate is causing it to their churches withering.
1: Yeah. And I'll say this. So, like, you, you're right. We get these comments. People say, you know, we're, li- we're glad you're talking about this because nobody wants to talk about these things. And I would say that, actually, everybody wants to talk about these things. Yeah. It's just that church leadership isn't willing to talk about no, these I things. Think- because, I mean, think about, it again, you know, you, as, as kids, we remember this as teenagers, and even now, like, as, as we live our lives, is that people do want to talk about these yeah. things. They're like, you know what? I do want to talk about what the Bible says about alcohol, because I want to know, is, does what it even say, you, you, yeah. you know? And is it something that's worth listening to? I do want to know what the Bible says about sex and, and gender and identity and all these things, because you know what? Is it even relevant to me?
0: Well, and I think that's the thing, is, like, as what the Bible says about alcohol from what I've read. Uh, this is a synopsis of scripture, not a synopsis of like specific verses. Uh, but to me, Bible says it's okay to drink. Mm. Don't get drunk. In fact, I have a verse. Yeah. I do have a verse for there you, There you go.
1: John is paraphrasing what you could find in Ephesians chapter five. Verses 15 through 21. You like how I did my whole little announcer voice with that there? And this is coming
0: from the English Standard Version.
1: Yes. I do. I will say, okay, Copyright we could do a whole nother episode about Bible translations. I will just say real quick, more often than not, I read from the ESV because King James to me, that's not how I talk. So I don't want it. ESV, it's kind of how I talk. And it does a good job of translating closer to the original text. I'm an ESV guy. Yes. Awesome. All right. Awesome. So Ephesians 5, 15 through 21 says... Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And here's the part. So people don't usually do that part first. Okay, but I I backed it up because this is the context of the next verse. It says, and do not get drunk with wine he's talking about this idea of being wise. He says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So here's a verse saying, Do not get drunk with wine. And it's written by the same apostle who would later tell his, you know, Young guy, Timothy, make sure you don't drink just water, but drink some wine, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so So the context is, yeah, hey. What,
0: have you ever heard that from a pulpit? Like Paul had a sermon with Timothy, a conversation with Timothy. It's like, hey, Timothy, you need to drink wine too, man.
1: One of my favorite ones I hear from non-Bible people when they want to like, defend alcohol consumption to a teetotaler Christian is be like, hey, wasn't Jesus' first miracle turning water into wine? It's like, well, actually, yes. Yeah. What do you do with that then, sir or ma'am? And it's like. Well, you gotta understand. See, back then the wine wasn't as strong as it is today. Yeah, that's not and, true. That's and, not true at all. And and it was different because his mom told him to do it. And it's like like they have yeah. all these things. they I know. say it's it's,
0: it's <laughs> not true at all. Actually, the wine was actually they they actually did a study that the wine was much stronger then because it aged longer. And they and they sweetened it with lead. Yeah, so like <laughs> that's not true. But again, <laughs> but I, I that I mean, that's the thing I'm like that's the thing we talk about, and it's. The concept of having this ability, mm-hmm. the concept of having it where you can only do a certain thing or mm-hmm. be a certain person or act a certain way to go to church is ludicrous. Yeah. Right? And I'm not going to say this. Like, I can say this. You, okay. You, I'll, I'll say this and I'll take the bullet. Go ahead. Because I, I can't get out of a church right now because I'm just, I'm sabbaticaling <laughs> it up right now. So
1: <laughs> Go ahead, John. Take the bullet right? for me.
0: So the pastors that you love and care about are awesome guys. I know yeah. them all. They're all great people. But they didn't come because I know one of them had something they couldn't do, yeah. so that's a different thing. But they didn't come because of what would happen if parts of their congregation drove by the brewery and saw their car there.
1: Oh, do you really think? I didn't ask I them. Guarantee, hey, I guarantee. I guarantee that was the thing. I'm going to say this because John got shot for me. He says... And I'm just going to say clearly to my friends, if you guys are listening, hopefully you are. You guys tend to listen. I'm just. Hey no. guys, I love you guys. I hope you guys are listening. If what John is saying is true, then I hope that's not true. But if it is, I forgive
0: you. No, that's because been, that's been true to me. Because that's I've not okay. gone places like um, we've had this conversation. I've not gone places because I knew the backlash I would get from the congregation I was serving under. So,
1: so again, I'm just going to say it, to my friends, if if that is true, I, I'm sorry that's true for you guys. Um, and, and I love you anyways, and it doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, but I am going to honestly, truthfully pray that you guys can be liberated in the sense where you can feel free to go where it is that you want to go without having to worry about that. And if you guys, if this isn't true, then please also feel free to comment on our Facebook page and say, Hey John, you were wrong. We didn't go because X, Y, Z reason. No. And 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 guess what? I would love to hear that. that too, because I'm just, I'm just saying like, I, I would also
0: love to hear them say—they don't even have to put their name. Like, I would like to hear them also say, have they ever felt pressured they couldn't do something because of their congregation?
1: I mean, okay, so, all right, step let's, let's—we've we've been going in a bunch of different directions. So, yeah, that is true to a degree. I'm trying to think back. So, when I was pastoring the church I pastored before where I pastor now, um, yes. it was a much smaller church. I was the, every, the one-man everything, sort of, more or less. You were the
0: one-man band.
1: Yes, and, and I'm trying to think— um, so there were times when I did feel pressure to maybe do things differently because of how the congregation would receive it.
0: So let me but, ask... Hold on. Okay. Before the butt. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Amplify that by a church of 150 to 200, which most of these pastors have, uh-huh. would the pressure be greater or less?
1: Uh, okay, so it, 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 it might be greater. It might be. It doesn't have to be. Uh, no, no. See, no. It doesn't have to be, and John. You, see,
0: you're putting your Kamar brain to it. I am. And what no, do you expect? You asked the Kamar. You asked no, Kamar a question. You I, want Kamar not to no, use Kamar brain. I want Kamar to answer the Kamar question. Not as Kamar, but as just a normal, everyday pastor.
1: You have no idea how far outside of my scope of understanding normal is.
0: I know. That's why I'm asking the question. So,
1: no, I'm going to stick with the Kamar Brain answer, okay? Because that's all I know.
0: Well, that's not a correct answer.
1: No, it is. It's the correct Uh, answer for Kamar Brain. So, Kamar Brain is going to say, I recognize that even though you have a larger church, you might have a more understanding church that is larger. That is possible. Okay. You know it's true. It is possible, especially when you, own, you know the actual ministry context of the church I was past before, uh-huh. and you realize it's possible for me to have a 200-person church that is more understanding-of-minded than that church I'm talking about. No, so, I've been to
0: churches like that. So, so
1: with that in mind, I was going to go back to, but what I did—
0: You're so politically correct right now. No, it's I'm not. so great.
1: But what You're I did so politically correct. No, I'm not. Because listen, but what I did in those situations, when I felt that pressure that said, I should probably not do this because they won't like it, I did it anyways.
0: What about the pressure on Laura?
1: I would always make sure she knew what I was doing first. And you know my wife enough to know that I know. of the many things that we have in common, one of them is that if you tell us not to do something, You're we're gonna definitely going to do it. You're going to do it. I know. Um, we're really good at that. Uh, so, yeah, my, wife, my wife's responsive. I'm like, hey, Laura, I think I shouldn't do this because of what the church might think. She'd be like, forget those people. Do it anyways. Is that is that right, Laura? Oh, come over here, come over here, Laura. Come drinking here, Laura. in
0: public. We are talking about.
1: No, no, not just no, drinking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. Have you ever felt pressured because of the congregation your husband serves in, and you would be not the current one. The current any any congregation.
1: Oh, we always talking about the old the old situation. I was talking about any
0: congregation. Any congregation. Any congregation. Any congregation. Have you ever felt pressured where you could not do something because the way it would look to either staff? or the congregation members? Me, personally? Yes. No. Okay. Because so, I don't let people tell me what to do. So I know let me get back to my point that I was
1: making. I said that in those situations when I was ministering before, where I was at before, and I had a situation where I felt like doing something, they're not going to like it, but I'm going to do it anyways. And he said, well, what would your wife say? I said, my wife is the sort of person to be like, forget those people. Do it anyways, Kamar.
0: Yes, if God tells. I you already to know do that. I know that. I know. If God that. tells me to do something, you, you I might it. fight him on it, but I'll do it. You took my question and swapped. No, it. no, you it took my swapping. question and no, swapped. That I know, was my that's question. The great thing about it is, like, I'm, what I'm, I'm off original? the rails right well, now. I know. I know. I was gonna. Question, John, I was I'm asking my here.
1: question, John, I'm not asking your question. My
0: question is this. My question is, has there ever been times where you guys have wanted to do something you haven't done it because the congregation, how people would look at you guys as pastors of that church, any church? That was the question. First you said me personal. No, I yes. started with him and then he, he card it. No. Oh and he, he I, into it. I, no, asked I brought a di- you into I it. I
1: asked a different question of you no, and no, no, he's he, now asking a different no, question of you than I asked him.
0: No, me. no. He heard
1: it. Go back and listen to it when it comes out. Okay. Oh well, he he it.
0: Well to answer the question you just asked of we, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because he cares more about what people think than me. Which was not the question we were asking for, anyways. That's the question I was asking. You just commarded. That wasn't my question. That was my question to you that you spun anyways, around to a question to am me. Am I going to stay here? No, no, You can go no, now. No, you no, can, no go. That's well, go awesome. I can't we love you. Be in the middle of this you anymore? answer the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, love this, you. This is a. This love is you. A, we're going
1: to go back to where we were at before. Okay, so. Where were we at so, before? I'm going
0: back there. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah,
1: love you too. Okay, so going Thank back. Thank you, Laura. You're awesome back, as always. Because what I wasn't talking about, John. I was I was talking about where my friends are coming from.
0: Oh no, I get it. No, I get and, that.
1: And 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 I was doing that because it goes back to what I said before, okay? And and, and referencing back to what I was saying this morning with them with these guys as well. Um, I my wife says it's because I care about people more. It's not that. It's really not that I care about them more than she does. She cares just as much as no, I do. No, I think she actually cares um, more about people. Is she that, just doesn't is care that, what they think. Is so that much. my my and and I was actually joking, I said, I can't imagine normal people, you know, I actually can. Um, and I think that's the thing is that, is that I have the, I, I maybe come from my years of acting or something like that, I don't know, but I have this thing where I I look at the people who are doing things I don't necessarily agree with. Sure. And I can't seem to help but understand where they're coming from and feel for where they're coming no. from. And, and I- so like, my, again, my, my friends who, are feeling that pressure i'm hoping that's not the case i'm hoping that it's literally because there are things to do or they no, just I, feel like coming i here. hope
0: that's not the question um, i hope that's not the pressure but but, my, but if my,
1: they do feel that pressure um i can say that when i felt that pressure my response as the pastor of a church and now that was well as your pastor it's my job to move you past that and i and i hope that's how they feel but i also get the the flip side like you said because the other thing that i would never had that they have some of these guys is that pastoring's never been the way I feed my family. Sure, yeah. Um, And I think that also goes back to appalling way. This is, again, so this is, hey everybody, haven't had this in a little while. is gonna share what Kamar believes, not what his actual theology or what the Bible necessarily says. Even though I have scriptures to back up what I'm getting ready to say, I will say there is liberty and freedom in Christ and you can feel free to disagree with me. All right, saying that. In my personal opinion, I think that like we see with the model of Paul in the New Testament, Yes. If you want to be able to be free to just do ministry as God calls you to do it, then it needs to be that ministry is not how you feed your family. No, I agree. And and so that has been how God God has blessed me to the sense that I am a pastor, but pastoring has never been how my family has a place to live, clothes to wear, food to eat, all that stuff. My bills are paid for through. Other vocational means, and so my passion can be pure, quote unquote pure. You can't see my fingers, people. I'm sure. doing air quotes, quote unquote pure. You heard it in the microphone, though. <laughs> um, because if I get fired from my job at a church, my family will be fine. Sure. And so that means then I can say, listen, I will listen to you. I will respect you. I'm not going to be a rebellious, you know, guy who's doing whatever he feels like. But at the same time, if what I feel God is telling me to do is not what you're telling me to do, I'm not going to listen to you because the worst you can do is fire me. But my family will be okay. These other, so many other pastors, if they get fired, from their point of view, it's well my family ends up on the street.
0: Sure, I get it. I understand. Now I
1: also know what it is to get fired from my vocational jobs. Yeah, and and to feel that feeling and to actually walk through that and saying, you know what, no, as long as I'm in the right, God will provide for my family. And I would encourage any pastor, if you're listening to this ever and you are struggling with that feeling of I have x y or z thing that I feel theologically inside me maybe it's about gay marriage maybe it's about women pastors maybe it's about alcohol consumption and you feel like I can't live out what I is my personal conviction of interpretation of the word of God in front of the church because they will fire me allow me to encourage you right now and say to trust me if you are doing what God tells you to do he will always provide for you
0: and I, I think that is what I'm trying to say. And I yep. wasn't trying, I'm not trying to think. I know p- you weren't. No, no. I said had Kamar it up. You Kamarred it. It's okay. I think that's the t shirt for this one is Kamar it up.
1: Hey, um, but only I can wear it. You've been Kamarred. Oh, Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I like that one. You've been Kamarred.
0: Oh, that's this, yep, that's this one. I have You've so many Camard. people
1: I can think of I need to send that to. I know, and we, we get like the... the <laughs> All of my friends ever.
0: So we'll get a little goatee on it and everything. Oh, yeah, that's the new t-shirt is <laughs> You've Been Kamard. Oh, man. So, but here's the thing. is That's like, a good one, John. I don't, I, like, I don't know for a fact that's what happened with the pastors. Mm-hmm. And I I a couple of them, I'm, I'm sure, is probably not the reason. Yeah. And I, I understand that. But that is a real and genuine yeah. issue in our community of our church community in America, for that to happen. Yeah. That they feel so much pressure that they can't do something. Even though it's not a sin or Mm -hmm. against the Bible, they can't do it in that sense. Yeah. And that's a real issue. And that's not a biblical issue. That is a society issue trying to play Bible.
1: I got a question for you, John. Okay. This is for you, and I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to do my best to count to 300 and say nothing.
0: Oh, I don't see that happening.
1: What do you think would happen, John? In America, if the pastors who led churches started to lead churches that way, where they led their people by saying, we're going to be a group of people who are never afraid to do what God says we should do, no matter what other people think.
0: To be honest with you, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if people are going to agree with it. We'd have a church full of a whole lot of new Christians who are learning how to be Christian, and then we'd have a whole lot of old Christians leaving the church because they don't like the way it's run now. And I say that in the sense of, and that's one of those hard things that, has happened that, that can happen is when you reach out and you lead a church like Jesus would have led a church, the issue is, is new Christians show up. Because that's what happened in Jesus' ministries. He wasn't ministering in the synagogues. He wasn't doing anything like that. He was ministering to the people, and the the worst of the worst were coming to, 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 come to know him. The problem is, is the worst of the worst were coming to know them, but the church of the time were thrown the stones, mm-hmm. and that's what would happen. The pastors who were leading the church that way would start being attacked by the congregation that they had before who wanted how it's always been, and the new congregation wouldn't know exactly what to do yet because they weren't mature enough in their faith to stand with – does that make sense? a great book like this if there's in his steps
1: okay.
0: it's an older book um, it's a great book for this the question is they're like migrating yeah, over there
1: yeah they like migrated to to soundland
0: yes now they're over there like i think, I think
1: so, it's so funny because john was like in the middle of this really long me being quiet saying important important stuff and you just hear scrape, plunk. See, so yep, there goes clunk Scrape,
0: plunk I'm so sorry that we're loud. We're switching over to a table to play some cards. Oh, oh, that's that's going to be loud too.
1: That's a whole other topic now because the two things you can't do in the church in the south is drink drink and play 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 cards. cards. You can't play cards, (laughs) and you didn't know that. You didn't know that. Oh yeah, that's the devil stuff right there. Yeah, why do you
0: think it's so hard to get casinos in places? Wow. Well, I mean, that's gambling. That's a little different than just playing cards. No. We're not no. gambling as far as church yeah. people are church it's, you're it's, it's, We're it's literally gonna play the game I played with my grandmother.
1: But she was Catholic though, so it doesn't count. And she gambled.
0: I don't know if she did, actually. <laughs> Can you prove me wrong? No, because I don't know if she gambled or not. <laughs> Just go go ahead.
1: <laughs> that was that was that was the second uh brought to you by Laura. That could be another t shirt.
0: Brought to you by Laura. But no oh, so wait, wait, she's back. You brought me in because you were complaining about us moving. I wasn't. He was complaining. Yeah, that was me. Why did that you stare me. at me? like? Why, that was, I why did I get death stare?
1: I mean, because she loves me more.
0: Uh, that's true. That's 100% <laughs> factual. Why isn't my wife standing up for me?
1: Because she loves you less?
0: That's harsh, man. I, I'm just giving answers. Man. I don't I, know. <laughs>
1: drive me to drink, but but no, I, I like where you're going with that, John. No, but and, I think because and and, I, I think you are, are are so right, and that's why I asked the question. Because, yeah, no, and
0: I think but that 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 book in his steps actually mm-hmm. went through that where if you start leading a church, how Jesus would have led the church. The church, like it's this this upheaval and this, mm-hmm. it's it becomes this chaotic crazy of. The old church trying to fight back for the new church and anger and aggression and things like that because it's you're changing things on them. Yeah, and I know people say they don't like change, but the issue is, is Christians like control. <laughs> I think if anything, if you look at our political system over the last five years of our lives, Christians like control. Yeah, and when you take us out of control, we wear stupid hats and storm the Capitol.
1: Hey, you know, I uh, will hey, say all those
0: guys said they were faith.
1: I will say that some of those hats were cool. Uh,
0: this some of just them were. Got, this just got real weird.
1: Right. Okay. You've yeah. never like looked at some of those hats that some of these guys are wearing at these like crazy events and be like, okay, that actually a cool hat. No. Okay. Let me rephrase that. You never looked at some of those crazy guys doing crazy things and say, that looks like something Kamar would do. No, I didn't. Oh, well then you needed to get to know me better because I could so see me wearing some of those hats.
0: I'm going to buy you a Buffalo skin hat now.
1: I mean, I can see me wearing a hat like that. Ooh. You've met my son. He, yeah, my son, the guy who sits in church wearing a penguin hat. That's Where true. did he get it from?
0: I understand. I understand.
1: See, so in defense of their hats, not their actions, no. not their signs. No, but- in defense of their hats, some of the hats were cool.
0: Okay, but that's what I'm saying is like, <laughs> we lost an election. Like, and no. I'm not saying we. Oh, okay. I'm I was gonna saying, saying
1: I didn't lose an election. As
0: <laughs> the global, like <laughs> it's even written about this, the global church.
1: No, 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 no. The white evangelical church. I know. I'm just putting I it. I'm setting the record straight. I'm not disagreeing with you. Because the white mainline church didn't lose an election. No. The black evangelical church didn't lose an election. Nope. The Hispanic church. Nope. The Asian church. Nope. The, Native, I, the white evangelical church lost an election. Yes. Okay. Continue.
0: Yes. So they lost an election and they stormed the Capitol with mm-hmm. violence and aggression and anger. Yes. Right? Yes. That's a whole other topic.
1: I'm going to have no friends after this.
0: But the problem is... I'm glad you're my friend, the John. The problem is... I can't get fired, so we're sad. <laughs> I'm just thinking the, about friends. The pro- <laughs> <laughs> it's not about being fired. It's like, who am I going to hang out with? You got a friend in me. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. It's like, we lost an election. White evangelicals lost an election. And they stormed the Capitol. They got aggression. And it's still continuing today. We're still having things in the news about what happened that day. And what's happened since then. And all this craziness we're not we're, we're the church has gotten so aggressive and violent that we are making ourselves mute now i'm going to say something white that, evangel. White I'm, I'm going to say
1: something in um so uh one of my nieces um her name is is noah lisa we call her noah i'm um, actually Noah's is a family name um my dad who's sitting over there too my dad's dad's Hi, dad my dad's dad's name was noah um he has an older brother who's named noah and then i have a niece named Noah. it's it's a family name um and actually the reason why it is that Nariah didn't have that name, even though it's an N, and we were going because we already had a Noah in the family. So there you go. And there's no need to have cousins named. That would be so confusing to have two girl cousins named Noah.
0: What? Noah and Noah. Uh, no. Noah and Noah. So,
1: but, but I remember when Noah was, was talking to us, it was during, um, I think it was after the primaries. And she was sharing with my wife and I. Her very real fears as a young you know she's a she's a super young millennial so she's a millennial like us but she's much younger millennial she's you know what mid-20s late 20s um i have never
0: met her so i don't know if she but uh, she is i forget
1: how young millennials can be but she's like about as young as you can be and be millennial okay so Um, mid-20s and and she was sharing her her fears at the idea of a trump presidency sure um to, to my wife and i and i remember just brushing her off like Look, no, you're just, you're being, you're being, you're, you're overreacting. I mean, I, I, yeah, I see some things about this guy that are worrisome. No, I'm not going to vote for guy, which, I, okay, yes, I just mean I didn't vote for him. No, I didn't vote for him. Um, f- full disclosure, I've only ever voted for Jesus for president. I always write him in. Um, there you go.
0: <laughs> That's unique.
1: That's my truth. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I'm like, no, I'm not going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for Jesus again. Um, but But I think you're overreacting. No, I think you're overreacting. And then... Within that first year of Trump's presidency, and there were a lot of things that happened that for those of us who are persons of color, it was a very difficult time.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: And that's something we could talk about a whole other time, but it was very difficult. And I remember sitting there and thinking and looking at my wife and saying, Noah was right. Noah was right. And I hadn't really said that before in our lives. Um, Noah's not a smart, or she's not a, 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 a dumb kid. She's a very intelligent, she's made a lot of dumb choices in her life. She's a very, very intelligent young lady. So and, and what I
0: think we're going to do for this t-shirt is it's going to be a parenthesis and it's going to say Noah was right, Kamar.
1: Okay, and, and just, so you spell her name N-O-A. I'll, okay. I'll ask you to spell it all because right. I won't but, remember it. But, but I remember thinking that, and I say all that to say that, so we look at what happened when white evangelical America lost this election. Yeah. They got violent. But from many, not all, but from many brown persons in America, what they saw is that when white evangelicals won an election, they got violent. Um, and again, this is not everybody's perception. I, I think of the guy you say doesn't exist, Clay. Um, one of the reasons why does he stay out of the country as long as he did is he open. he said, is that, is that he was looking at and he was saying, I don't want to come back to an America with Trump as president. Now, you can have all you want to say about politics and everything else, but what he was saying, what, what Clay was communicating to me was he was a black man of high intelligence and high education, and he was saying to himself, I think it's safer for me to stay in Mexico than to return to the states right now. And this was before COVID. This was just looking and seeing the news from a black perspective. Um, I know we've gotten off topic with with alcohol, no, but yeah, but, no, I, but I do I, think this is worth I, pointing out. I think out. it's all I think um, it's all one because same topic because this this, this idea of well they got violent because they lost um, to some people they didn't get violent because they lost they were already getting violent and 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 just maybe it's symptomatic of what we're talking about with this alcohol thing of of you have all these years of overt repression. Think about it psychologically. Sure. I mean I know I, I you've got some experience with these things I know as well and so like. Do you think about it psychologically, counseling wise, if you have somebody who comes to you and they have been repressing something for a very long time, they are prone to outbursts of anger. Yes, 100%. And white evangelical America is a very well, repressed, 100%. well yeah, but, but you, it's a very repressed group yeah. of people that, and not, I'm not saying oppressed, they're not oppressed, they're repressed. Yeah. They're not being forced to do something, they are, they are self-inflicting this repression that says, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that, and, and it's starting to explode. And it's been going on for a little while. And, and I'm not saying the solution is, well, you guys just need to go and have a drink and, and relax. I'm not saying that. No. But what I am saying is that maybe, just maybe, they need to read their Bibles a little bit more and open up to the idea that God is bigger than their list of rules.
0: Well, I think, okay, so I was listening to a master class, right? Uh-huh. Um, I signed up for the subscription masterclass, masterclass.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little pricey for these, but it's pretty. Wor- I, I've gotten a lot out of it.
1: We plugged so much this episode. We have. It's we plugged cool. uh, what's his face on the saxophone. I forgot his name already. And then Kate, and then Hopkinsville Brewing Company, and now Masterclass. Yeah, so
0: Masterclass, I highly recommend it, just because <laughs> of the different stuff it teaches that mm-hmm. you can't get as a white man in where I'm at. Okay. So. And this is a lesson called Black People and the Promise of Democracy. Ooh. It's like uh, like seven and a half hours of lectures from black, black people. Right? Cornell West, philosopher. Oh, yeah. yeah right? He's, a, he's, a, he's got so many titles.
1: My favorite character from the Matrix trilogy.
0: Yeah. So he's got so many titles, so many different things in this, this talk he did. And one of the things he said is this. He says, they whipped us, they beat us, they burned us. They killed our children. They did all the stuff to us. And you know what we did? We did black love. We turned around and we loved bigger than they could love. Yeah. They couldn't beat us because we loved bigger than them.
1: And you know something a lot of white evangelicals don't realize is Cornel West is a Christian.
0: Oh, I know, 100%.
1: I'm not saying that you don't know. I'm just, I'm just putting like that out there. He's a pastor. There. I'm black putting girl. that out there for people yeah. who don't realize that about him. Yeah. That here's this man who they would think he's too liberal to love Jesus, oh, yeah. no. and he will tell you, I love Jesus, that's why I do yeah, what I do. Yeah, no,
0: and his, like he was saying, we're black, we, we black love, and mm-hmm. um, one of the things he says, and the thing about black love is like, um, we're not just chocolate, right? Mm-hmm. We, we got some vanilla in us too, right? <laughs> because we expand all this stuff out. We expand where we're going. We're expanding this thing. And I think that's what we need to do. Yeah. Is instead of being repressed and getting violent and angry and everything that happened like that, we should have turned to black love. We should have turned to love and said, we're going to love. Are
1: you saying, John, the solution to the world's problems is that everybody just needs to be a black guy like me? No. Oh, okay. I'm no, just, no, 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 oh, I'm no. I'm sorry. No, black no. guy like Cornell West? No. Oh, okay.
0: No. I'm saying we all need to be able to have black love like you and Cornel west oh so you
1: you mean everybody needs to be like my wife
0: yes 100 percent. and probably my wife too because you know she's part black too and she had a black dad she did have like that's why okay all right. Know, right so
1: john the white guy in the podcast has said the solution to the world's problems is that everybody needs black people to love them yes S- sounds a lot like certain people who own certain people before their big war
0: i know right <laughs> right but that's the thing, right? It's that thing, like, we, we set up all this stuff. We yeah. do all these things. We do all this craziness. But it's all down to love. Yeah. And, like, the thing he's talking about, and, like, it. this was written a few years ago, and mm-hmm. it was talking about, like, it was during Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. that thing. And Black Lives Matter has, has, the narrative has switched so much by, to be honest, the white evangelicals have gotten their narrative out there, yeah. too. But the issue is, is the black love is what's real. Like, um... The story, I can't remember the little boy's name, who was killed and his body was dumped in the Mississippi River. I think it uh, was the Mississippi River. Uh, Megger Evers? Uh, no. Maybe. Maybe. It was a little boy. And his mom took the body back to, pulled the body out of the river. Why am I drawing a blank
1: now? Because it's not Megger Evers. It is yeah. the other one. Because um, Megger Evers was the worker. Yeah. Who was, who was, who. Um, yeah.
0: So, and the mom pulled the body out of the, 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 the river oh. and then took him to Chicago. Hey,
1: Dad. 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 Dad, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help.
0: We need. We need a wise black man.
1: Yes, and and I was gonna say no, and, no, no, and, no. And, and a wise because I'm a black drawing man. a blank. And before you disown me, at least I'm asking for help. Okay. It wasn't Megger Evers. Who was the the young? Uh, who was the
0: young black uh, young man who was killed and thrown, who was in, the beaten, thrown
1: in the river? Being thrown in the open casket funeral that his mom Chicago? did. Yes, yes, Emmett Till. Emmett Till. Yes. thank you, Dad. I, yes. I just needed the help. There we he, go. He talked Emmett about Till. that. All right, and That was it, the
0: Dad the mother saying that's what we did no, to the lord twice great. you did great i mean you can stay hey, here if you can. want i would just like you to know you knew more than kamar no he just had, a, he
1: just had a, Can say brain fart yeah yeah you, can. you can, 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 say can say brain fart.
0: i love that my dad asked like am i allowed to say brain fart on this podcast yes dad brain fart you can say brain brain but that's the thing it's like she took the body yeah. out of the river and then took him to chicago and didn't have a closed casket no open casket. wanted everybody to see what happened to her boy. And do you remember what the white church had to say about that? I did not see that part.
1: Oh, they villainized her. Oh, I
0: know. They because,
1: a- because they said that she was so horrible to use her son in his death like this. How dare she take advantage of him? How dare she publicize this and politicize this? It was a huge upheaval where you had white Christians who tried to say that she was yeah. a bad mother because she said, I want you all to see what you did to my boy. You know, they recently- Come on, talk to to Mike, dad, talk to Mike. Yeah. No, no, no. Sit down. Talk in the mic. Talk in the mic. No, you, you know they recently found a subpoena for the lady that actually that actually caused that to
0: happen, right?
1: No, I didn't they, hear that. Yeah, they they had they found a subpoena for her, but they never they never actually they, they, they never, never issued had, it. They never went went through with it, <sighs> and that was just you know, and then, and they just said that they that they not going to do anything about it.
0: Yeah, that's so. no, that's <laughs> But that's the thing is like yeah. what she said is she's like I don't have enough time to hate. I've got to see change happen. Yeah. I don't have enough time left in my life to see hate. I have to make change. I, those aren't yeah. her exact words. No,
1: but, but that's but that's, the, th- that's the idea. And so, okay, so I do want to bring this back as we close we're out.
0: so over the place. No.
1: I, because you... I know, I agree. We're bringing it back. My last Bible verse I have that actually ties in with what we're talking about and alcohol. Yeah. It's Old Testament. Ecclesiastes 9, 7. Go, eat your breath with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. That's it. That, it's, it's not excess. It's not, but, but, but you know what? God made this world for us to be happy and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, and if our repressed brothers and sisters could appreciate that, imagine what the world would see what it means to love Jesus.
0: No, and I think that is the 100% truth. And pastors need to feel safe enough to get a beer if they want a beer. Because yeah. sometimes you just feel like you need a beer. Yeah. It's okay. Pastor needs to feel safe enough. Black men and women need to feel safe enough to go wherever they want to go. We need to have the ability to feel safe where we go. Yes. And so, like Cornell and Kamar and Kamar's dad. And Noah. And Noah, thank you guys for being with us and make sure what you do right now, black love, love it around, share it. Because we can learn so much from that. Just
1: love the white guy. Black love.
0: Black. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I've been more black on this episode than you. I would just I, like to say it. Bob my head. Real quick, you, no, real quick. No, I'm just gonna put this no. out here, John. You're you very, realize you're very you, vanilla. You
1: realize man. that of all the things we've done, all the podcasts, that is actually probably the most racist thing you've said.
0: I know. I know.
1: Accusing a black man of not being black because he didn't fit a stereotype. I know it's okay. Just saying. I know. But I love you anyways. I know do. Let's go share a beer.
0: Hey guys, love you. Talk to you later.